Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Now, let me ask you a question. Here's an application for all of us. Are we submitted to where God has us? Do we work with all of our heart at your work, at your neighborhood, wherever you're at, whatever you're assigned to? Man, I'm not doing that. People look at you and go, don't get near that guy or that gal over there. They always are passing off work to other people. Laziest person they ever saw. And you know, that person is always trying to get me to church. Well, do you think that makes God look good? Dealing with negative work situations is one of the hardest things for people to deal with. It's like the drip on a leaky faucet. It won't stop and you can't get away from it. As bad as your situation might be, though, you're probably not an actual slave, although sometimes you might feel like one. Pastor Mark will be teaching about Joseph's story and his condition. You'll hear about how much God blessed him in spite of his circumstances. You'll learn how Joseph was able to gain his master's favor. You'll find out things you can do to change your attitude from negative to positive. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Genesis chapter 39. As he begins his message, Joseph Battles Temptation. not a hard book to find. It's the first book, Genesis. Genesis chapter 39 will be in today, and we're going to study together. Now, remember, our whole series is trusting God in the ups and downs of life. We'll see a lot of that roller coaster as we're going through the life of Joseph. Now, we did learn this. The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every every detail of their lives. So what we learn is for a Christ follower, God is at work in the details of our lives. What do we mean by the details of our life? It's simply this. Open and close doors. God opens some doors. He closes doors for us. Circumstances that happen in our lives that only God could have brought to us. And sometimes we call those things divine appointments. Whoa, how did, how did that happen? Who, how did I meet them at this particular point? So all of these are things that God sets up for us because he has a path for us. He has a plan for us. He has a purpose for us. And he's driving that in front of us so that we can see. Now, one of the things you'll see, and just watch how I do this, God is often working in the background of our lives. We don't see it until later. But one of the things you have to remember, nobody here has the big picture about your life. You have no idea. 
You didn't choose when you're going to be born. You're not going to choose when you die. Only God knows how he's going to use you in between those places. So as we go through this, you're going to see a young man named Joseph, about 17 year old. I'd like to say to you, only God has plans for your life. Only God has details for your life. But there's an enemy. His name is Satan. He has plans for your life, too. He wants to detour you away from the path of God. And he loves to do that. Now, remember, one of Satan's greatest tools is temptation. To get me off the path that God wants, he loves to tempt us. Here's kind of a definition of tempting. It will make sense to you. To lure. Those of you that are fishermen, you put that crazy fake lure on it. And you throw it out there. And it glistens in the water. Woo! That's it. That's temptation. Uh, to entice. To seduce, we'll see that seduction today in our story. To draw, to pull to, to attract. Now, many of you that are looking at me think, well, temptation's not really a big deal. Can I say this to you? Every person on the planet faces temptation their whole life. Every, so I'm talking to you today, well, I don't, shouldn't really come to this service, I don't have any problem with temptation. You're in deep deception right now. Of course we do. All of us, there's another area that's even more difficult. The book of Hebrews says it like this. Let us throw off the sin that so easily entangles me. See, every one of us, you know it. You're not going to tell it to anybody else, not even your spouse. You have a weak area. You know that you're easily tempted in that area. Could be financial, could be sexual, could be a million different things. That's the enemy. He knows where to tempt us. So I'm to throw off that crazy, easy temptation. Now, when you see that happening in your life, that just says, my wife has things that probably tempt her more than me, and I have things that tempt me more than her. But it's all temptation, and the goal is the same to detour us from God's will in our life. So let's watch how this works. Look at chapter 39, verse 1. Now, Joseph had been taken down to Egypt. Potiphar, an Egyptian, who was one of Pharaoh's officials, the captain of the guard, bought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him there. Jacob had... Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, those patriarchs of Israel, Jacob had 12 sons and a daughter. And he loved one of those sons more than any of the other sons. He was Joseph. And he not only loved him more than the other sons, he gave him a special robe, an ornate robe, that basically said in the future, Joseph would get all the benefits of the firstborn. That was wrong because he wasn't the firstborn. And we learned you can't show favoritism in your home. It's going to cause all kinds of problems, which exactly it did. Now, because of that, this 17-year-old boy was hated by his brothers, all the other 11. They were jealous of him. They were angry with him so much that we learned they were going to kill him. Get rid of Joseph. Get rid of all the dreams he had. By the way, those two dreams he had said their brothers are going to bow down to him. They go, not a chance. 17-year-old, 
ain't going to happen. But God overruled that death, their plan. They threw him into a pit. But one of the brothers came back. He said, let's not not kill him. Let's not kill him. Let's sell him as a slave and we'll get some money. That's exactly what they did. God overruled it. He arranged a detail because his plan wasn't for Joseph to be dead. He's going to actually go to Egypt, stay there, and allow the nation of Israel to progress because through the nation of Israel, Jesus would come thousands of years later. So here's kind of where we pick it up. Now, as we talk about temptation, I guarantee you, most of you, the first thing that comes into your mind is sexual temptation. Well, that's true. That's one of the areas. It's a very common one. You know, when God made Adam and Eve, he made them to make love, to have sexual intercourse together, to have children, to reproduce the earth. And that is one of man's strongest drives, of course, to eat, to drink. But the sexual drive is huge. But the world has come in and just abused that. You know, God designed sex. Las Vegas wasn't available yet. And when Las Vegas came and all the rest, it was just absolutely an abomination to sexual marriage, which must always be after marriage and between a husband and a wife, a man and a woman. That's all been changed. Well, God's definition never changed. So it's a temptation that you and I know. But it is not the only temptation in our lives. It's way too narrow to say temptation is all sexual. Not true at all. So Joseph arrives as a slave in Egypt. He doesn't know anybody. He arrives with hurts. He's been rejected by his family. He's disappointed. He's been abandoned. And he becomes a slave. He moved from being the primary son of blessing to the pits, up and down of life. He is hurting. He's a slave. And he doesn't even know it, but his father thinks, he's been deceived, that Joseph is dead. He'll never see them again. So here's what I want you to write this morning, because we'll see this all the way through chapter 50 in different ways. Life is painful for everyone. What do I mean by that? Some hurts are simply unavoidable. Everybody in here has been hurt. You and I have hurt other people. That never stops. The foundation of hurt is sin. Because we have an old sin nature, even though we're a believer, our spirits have been changed. I can easily hurt people. You can easily hurt people. And it's almost always about relationships with people. Not just marriage, just relationships with people. Now, through this series, we're going to see, because you're going to see lots of hurts today. How is Joseph going to deal with those hurts? And we'll see that Satan loves to use temptation to make those hurts worse. Here's two words I want you to think about. You can write them down if you would. Here's what you're going to see in the life of Joseph. And here's how we help ourselves with these hurts. Here's the two words. I have to recognize the temptation is not from God. He's not tempting me to make me stronger. This temptation, when I see it, I go, whoa, 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 that's not from God. That's Satan. That's Satan. Actually, God never really tempts us. He tests us. So I have to recognize what's coming to my life that looks like it's pretty good. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I have to recognize that's not from God. And the second thing is, then once I recognize it, I have to resist it. See, we need to know the way Satan operates. If you don't know how he operates, you'll be deceived. 
And you'll think it's from God, and it's not from God. Now, let's watch how this happens. Look at verse 2. Now, the Lord was with Joseph so that he prospered, and he lived in the house of his Egyptian master, Potiphar. Now, when his master saw that the Lord was with him, and the Lord gave him success in everything he did. So he's far away from his family. He's a slave in a strange land. But notice, you would think he's alone. He's not alone. Now, he doesn't have any humans that he knows, but God's with him. Now, I want you to, I want you to take your shoes off. Not really, thank you. Your neighbor goes, praise God. And <laughs> ladies, you take your sandals off. Because I want you to put yourself in the shoes of Joseph. How are you going to handle the temptations I show you? How are you going to handle them? Because Joseph is a role model for us. He is not a perfect person. There are none. But we don't see outright sin in Joseph's life. That doesn't mean he didn't. Of course he did. He was born a sinner, like all of us. But he's very, very one of these special people in the Bible. He's not perfect, plenty. So we don't really know what goes on in his mind. That's obviously the Bible doesn't tell us. But there's things that we can see, we can learn together. I'm going to give you four things that Joseph could have been feeling at this time. So here we go. Let's take the first one. Joseph could have been tempted to be angry about his circumstances and just basically say to his boss, I know I'm a slave. You won't know it, but I'm going to be one of the worst slaves you've ever seen. Now, do you actually think he could have been tempted to be angry about his circumstances? Of course. Now, he doesn't realize that God's putting him there. Now, notice the words I'm using. He could have been tempted. He probably was tempted, but he's going to recognize he can't be a lazy worker. That isn't going to work. So he resists that temptation. It was a bad temptation. Second, Joseph could have been tempted to live with unforgiveness, always remembering his brothers. I hate those guys. Look where they put me. I was the favored son, and now I'm a slave in a country I've never even seen in my whole life. He could have been tempted to live with unforgiveness rather than forgive and live in freedom. Now, he could have been tempted, and he probably went through some of that in his mind, but he eventually resisted it. And he turns that which Satan means for bad to good. You'll see that toward the end. So think about that. Could you ever be like that? Maybe your circumstance today is like, what's up with this? God, thanks a lot. Or somebody's hurt you. Wow, that's not fair. I'm not even going to forgive them. And we'll see how that, when we do that, we think we're in charge. No, we're the one in prison. We're the one in prison. Now, here's two more. Joseph could have, listen, Vieira, Sebastian, could have been tempted to be angry at who? See, he's serving God. And he's probably thinking in himself, God, what are you doing to me? This is ridiculous. I've seen this a lot in people's lives. When I started this church way, way, way back, 25, 27 years ago, whatever it is, one of the first early things I had was a funeral for a very young baby who one of the parents left the door open, walked in, drowned in their pool. So I had the funeral. So I met with the couple before and after the funeral. And I said to them, I've done enough of this all my life. Be very careful. Don't you blame God for this. God had nothing to do with it. Now, don't blame your spouse. We're human. We make mistakes. 
I said, because if you blame God and you blame your spouse, your marriage will not last. So ask God just to take care of the hurt. He'll help us. I prayed with them. One year later, they were separated and they lost out with God. Now, who caused that? Satan. See, they didn't handle it right. So if you get mad at God, I can't tell you how many people since I've been in ministry who have walked away from church. You never see them anymore because something happened in their life. One thing, and they automatically blame God. See, they never saw the big picture. You're going to see at the end today, Joseph could really have been angry at God. But God does everything right. We may not understand it, but eventually you'll see that what was meant for bad is going to be good in your life. Here's the last one. Joseph could have been tempted to live with her and refuse to leave the past in the past. Some of you that I'm talking to, quite often, you live in the past. You allow Satan to bring up the hurts. They've already done. They're finished. You ask forgiveness, but he stirs it up and brings it right back to your mind. When you do that, there is no freedom in your life. Notice, Paul said it like this. Forgetting those things in the past, I press forward. So Joseph couldn't have got up every morning. Well, let's see. How did that go again? Okay, they hated me. They threw me in a pit. I heard them talking about killing me. I was screaming. Next day, how did that happen again? Okay, what kind of a day is that going to be for you? So I want to say to you that if you're living in the past, do whatever you need to do. Ask forgiveness. I'll talk more about that. And let's move to the future together with God. Because you're miserable. And you think the other people are miserable. No, you're the one that's miserable. So notice in every one of those, I did this. He could have, but he didn't. We don't see any of that in Scripture. He recognized those things would have happened in his mind. And he goes, I'm not going there. I'm resisting that totally. Now, look at verse 4. Joseph found favor in his eyes and became his attendant. And Potiphar put him in charge of the whole household. And he entrusted to his care everything he owned. From the time he put him in charge of the household, of all that he had owned, and the Lord blessed the household of the Egyptian because of Joseph. The blessing of the Lord was on everything Potiphar had, both in the house and outside in the field. Now think of that. Wow, that's amazing. He submitted Joseph in spite of the circumstances. He's a slave. He submitted to God first. He submitted to God first. It would sound like this. God, you placed me here. So instead of being angry, I'm going to be the best slave this guy has ever seen. See, he understood. I'll use all my God-given gifts, God, to make you look good. I'm going to be the best worker this guy's ever seen. Now, see, he submitted to God first. Then he worked with efficiency and joy. And other people began to see this guy. And God then honored his work habits with a positive attitude. And he blessed him with advancement. He's a slave, but now, whoop! There's the roller coaster again. The lowest slave, the newest slave, whoop! He's over everything that Potiphar managed. He's the manager over it all in a short period of time, probably a number of, of years at the most. He's right up there. Why? 
Because God quickly advances him because he put God first and didn't say, I'm going to be a lazy employee. I'm going to be the best where I'm at. I don't like it, but I'm going to be the best where I'm at. Now, let me ask you a question. Here's an application for all of us. Are we submitted to where God has us? Do we work with all of our heart at your work, at your neighborhood, wherever you're at, whatever you're assigned to? Man, I'm not doing that. People look at you and go, don't get near that guy or that gal over there. They always are passing off work to other people. Laziest person they ever saw. And you know, that person is always trying to get me to church. Well, do you think that makes God look good? You say, well, I don't like my boss. Hey, if you have a job and God puts you there, shut up. Now, if he's doing something wrong, that's very different. But see, God uses crazy circumstances to test our faith. So here's Joseph, definitely worse than any of us have ever been in. I've never been a slave to somebody I've never even seen. So understand this morning, quit complaining. Don't let a bad work ethic ruin your reputation with God. Verse 6 gets even better. So Potiphar left everything he had in Joseph's care. With Joseph in charge, he did not concern himself with anything except the food he ate. Now, here we go. Now, Joseph was a well-built, was well-built and handsome. He's a Hulk. Here he is. So what do we see? Joseph goes from a young slave boy to a highly respected man in Potiphar's house. He's well-known. He's the talk of the town. And they would say, have you heard about Joseph? This guy's got leadership skills like we've never seen. And his organization is amazing. His wisdom is amazing. So I read something this week. Watch how he's gone. Slave, the roller coaster. There he is at the pinnacle. He's over all of these people. They've been there forever. Slave. He's over them all like that. Look at this principle. This is so true. With a measure of success often come an even greater measure of temptation. You see, some of us, when we're living out of the high, we're going, praise God. This is fantastic. Everything's going right. Now, if you live long enough, you know there's a ride coming. Anybody understand what I'm talking about? Is it going to go higher? I know. Whoop! As I'm talking to thousands of people right now, some are up, some are down. You see, it's not either forever. You're either going up or you're going down. And we're all in that area. So here's, here's Joseph, and he's up. And he's thinking, this is fa- it's just not going to get any better than this. But be careful. I put a kind of a 2018 spin on this. Joseph could have said, I'm going to put my picture on Facebook with Potiphar giving me a thumbs up. <laughs> and I'm sending that picture right to my brothers. Nah, 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 nah. I'm showing you, baby. Get jealous and angry some more. I love it. I want to get even with you. Careful. Here's what I wrote. Joseph could have been tempted to be prideful instead of humble. You say, well, Pastor Mark, nobody would think like that. (laughs) You've just been hurt? What is the thing we do when we get hurt? We'd like to pay back. Well, today Pastor Mark reminded you that God directs the steps of the godly. You also found out that God takes pleasure in every detail of your life. 
you got to hear about Joseph's low, being sold to traders, and his high, earning a place in Potiphar's house as a responsible servant. You heard about his temptations and how he was able to avoid their traps and how that all worked out. You don't have to wait to hear another message from Lessons for Living. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com to access our archive of messages on various topics and books of the Bible. Subscribe to our podcast as well to receive updated teachings as soon as they're made available. We're so glad you joined us today and we'd love to connect with you. Feel free to contact us with your questions and prayer requests at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Next time, Pastor Mark will continue his teaching, Joseph Battles Temptation. You'll hear about what happens when Joseph does the right thing by his master and how Joseph handles it. You'll be reminded that everyone has similar circumstances. You can handle them doing what God wants or by doing what you want. You'll see Joseph's decision and what results from that. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series, Trusting God in the Ups and Downs of Life. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.